Our scripture lesson this morning is uh, found in the Gospel of Luke, uh, beginning with verse 5. Luke 21, beginning with verse 5, uh, is our lesson for this day. Uh, let us prepare our hearts and our minds and our souls for the reading of God's holy word. Some people were talking about the temple, how it was decorated with beautiful stones and ornaments and dedicated to God. Jesus said, as for the things that you are admiring, the time is coming when not even one stone will be left upon one another. All will be demolished. They asked him, Teacher, when will these things happen? What, what sign will, will show that these things are about to happen? And Jesus said, Watch out that you aren't, aren't deceived. Many will come in my name saying, I'm the one and it's time. Don't follow them. When you hear of wars and rebellions, don't be alarmed. These things must happen first, but the end won't happen immediately. Then Jesus said to them, Nations and kingdoms will fight against each other. There will be great earthquakes and wide-scale food shortages and epidemics. There will also be terrifying sights and great signs in the sky. But before the, all this occurs, there, they will take you into custody and harass you because of your faith. They will hand you over to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be, be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will provide you an opportunity to testify. Make up your minds not to prepare your defenses in advance. I'll give you words and wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to counter or contradict. You will be betrayed by your parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends. They will execute some of you. Some will hate you because of my name. Everyone will hate you because of my name. Still, not a hair on your heads will be lost. By holding fast, you will gain your lives. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you will know that it is a destruction is close at hand. At that time, those in Judea must flee to the mountains, and those in the city must escape, and those in the countryside must not enter the city. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, let's pray. Good and gracious and glorious God, I thank you so much for this time, for this opportunity to worship you, Lord God, for the beautiful day of, of communion and, and, and of baptism, Lord to know that you are present, and Lord God, we are just participating in this, this journey, Lord. Thank you for our part in this, in this life. Holy Spirit, continue to move. Holy Spirit, speak, speak to us clearly, and may we feel your presence. And use me as your messenger, Lord, that the words that I speak may come from you. Holy Spirit, come. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Let the children of God say amen. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I failed to mention earlier that this is not only uh, Matthew's uh, baptism, uh, uh, day of baptism that he will remember, uh, well, his family will remember and remind him of, uh, but it's also his birthday. He's, he's one year old today as well. But it, so... Uh, so it's a great day. It's an exciting day for, for the family, and love to see all the family here celebrating that with Matthew. But this, this week it's been, uh, 
Uh, I've been lost in thought a whole lot this week, thinking about a whole lot of stuff. Um, God set this, this, this sermon in motion uh, a couple of months ago, two or three months ago. I uh, decided what the topic was going to be in the Scripture passage, but, but it, was, it became evident it was clear why, because this week uh, several things began to happen that really my world began to unravel little by little, uh, and I had uh, temples fall. I mean, it started this week uh, early on. Um, Kyle, our eldest son, uh, uh, contacted, called me, and I wasn't able to answer the phone. And then within just a few minutes, Charlie, my wife, his mom, uh, called, and I knew something must be up. So I answered the phone, and she said, uh, Kyle just broke his finger and is rushing himself to the hospital and would like for one of us to be there. Uh, now, something I knew that she didn't know was, number one, that, that he just tried to call me, which was unusual for him to call me first. Uh, so I knew that it must be pretty bad. And then the second thing is, is that I knew that he was secretly working on a gift for his mom, doing some woodwork, and he was supposed to be using a miter saw uh, uh, this, uh, at that exact time. So my mind went to the worst possible scenario. The reason he didn't tell his mama, he didn't tell her anything. He just said, I broke my finger, which to me, if he's going to the hospital, must be pretty bad. So I just dropped everything. You know, the world around you begin to think the worst case scenario of, of that, what possibly could have happened and all these things. Uh, uh, a big story, the, the, the conclusion, he, he's perfectly fine. He did just break his finger and it's not very severe you uh and it, it was a freak accident that caused him to break his finger but uh but but still i didn't know that at the time so when i got in the car to drive over to college station worst case scenario my life it was i was just going through then then i remembered how many times i've made this hospital run but it was not for my family it was for somebody else's family how many times have i been there for for loved ones and friends that called me to be a part of their hospital visit in the emergency room and how, how thankful I am. And my world just I got lost in thought about how quickly our world can unravel, how fall apart, just like that. And then, then um, just a few days ago, uh, we learned that uh, President Trump and First Lady has a coronavirus. Now, I know some of you love President Trump, and some of you hate President Trump. That's not my point. The point is that any time uh, the President of the United States uh, potentially could be gravely ill, uh, uh, we've only lost a few sitting presidents uh, in, in this country's history, and, and just the potential of that is, is grave for our country. So um, that was a cause for alarm for me. You know, what if that happens? And, and my world, you know, I've already thinking about Kyle, and there were several other things that, and how quickly our world can unravel, how quickly the temple that we look up to and the temple that we, we admire can just fall and our, our lives can be just turned upside down. How quickly. Uh, and this is what Jesus was speaking to uh, in our scripture passage, to the, to the disciples. The temple uh, had been rebuilt. Herod was still working on the temple, but uh, Herod had spent more than uh, three decades, more than 30 years, rebuilding the, the temple in Jerusalem. And, and, 
And Herod was a, uh, just a genius and, and a builder, and, and this was a masterpiece of his. He actually enlarged the, the temple footprint because uh, uh, he, he built these massive walls and flattened out the, the hillside to, to make it even larger. And then he built the, the temple. was just magnificent. It was beautiful using white marble and that just glistened in the sun and then had these gold accolades. And it was just, it was beautiful. It was a truly a work of art. You, you drive by the, uh, in, in Dallas, drive by the uh, museum. I just lost my train of thought. The museum in Dallas, the Children's uh, Parole Museum, right? Uh, it's, it's, or the Guggenheim, you, you, and it's just marvelous. It's, you, just, you get lost in the architecture of it, right? This is what the disciples, but not only were they lost in how beautiful the temple was, but this was more than just a building. This is a place where God resided. It was a, 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 a place of natural, a national pride. There were a country once again. There were people once again. There was a place they were able to join together and, and, and take their sacrifices and, and worship God. It was far more than just a building. It's like the Statue of Liberty is far more than just a statue. For, it's a symbol of our country, of the nation. It's it's far more like now the the twin towers in in uh, New York the symbol of the twin towers I mean more than just two business uh, high rises in New York City. This was a this was their place. This is where God resided. Even the thought of it being destroyed was just unnerving to them. It just unraveled their life. It didn't make sense. How could this be? Because, because this temple was built for, for me and for my, my children and, and for future generations. This temple should always be there because this is the house of God. How can this be? This is what Jesus is speaking of. So Jesus uh, began to say, you know, and he challenges us today. What happens when our temples fall? What happens when our life begins to unravel? What happens when that event that we could not even fathom happening happens to us? How are we to respond? What happens? Well, what Jesus begins to say here is he begins to say, listen, uh, when, not only will this temple fall, but, but the world is going to go in complete chaos. There's going to be wars and armies, and, and, and it's just going to be complete chaos. And not only will there be wars and armies, there's going to be famine. There's going to be a, a shortage of food. There's going to be epidemics. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be fire raining through the sky. It's going to just, the whole world is going to seem like it's going to be complete falling apart. Now, isn't this true? When, when our world begins to unravel, when we get that phone call, when, when, when our, our treasure, when our temple, when... when that thread that holds our life together begins to just unravel. The world around us is completely chaotic, and it, it doesn't matter because we focus on that one thing. I mean, what is it that, what is it that holds your life together? What is that thread that holds, what is that glue that, that keeps you going? What does is, what is, what is your temple look like for you? But once it's taken away, is it a relationship? Is it, is it your spouse? Is it your love of your parents, the love of your children? Is it your finances? What is it? 
And if, if that's destroyed, then your world just unravels around you and it's complete chaos. And this is what Jesus is saying, that, that it's a world. But notice what Jesus also says, that Jesus says that although the world is in complete chaos, it doesn't end. The world doesn't end. It, it, it's going crazy around you, but, but it doesn't stop. But even as crazy as the world gets, it's actually going to affect you as well. Not only with the world, but it's going to be internal because, because you're going to be attacked. You're going to be hated. And it's going to be, it's going to be personal for you. That, that, that people are going to hate you. And, and, and it's going to get real personal because your parents and your friends and your family are going to begin to despise you as well. That hurts. That hurts. So, so what happens when all of the world becomes unraveled, when, when your temple falls? And here's what Jesus was trying to say. And here's what Jesus said. If you look at, at verse, if you, and you pull up verse 13. Verse 13. Jesus is saying, when all the chaos is happening, when everybody's attacking you and persecuted, number one, this will give you, verse 13 says, this will provide you with an opportunity to what? To testify. To bear witness to your faith. But how can you testify when your world is chaotic, when you're beginning to hurt, when you're beginning to just wonder? Well, because Jesus says also, he says in, in verse 18, he said, not a hair on your head is going to be harmed. Not a single hair on your heads will be lost. And then verse 19, it says, by holding fast, you will gain your life. By simply enduring this, you will gain your life. How, how can you endure this? How can you hold fast? Simply by you acknowledging and understanding that who is your cornerstone. Understanding who God is and who you are. By beginning to understand that you serve a God where the impossible is possible. That you serve a God that, that, that far understands the world far better than you do. That where, that where for every ending can be a new beginning for God. For every temple that is destroyed, a new sanctuary can be built. For where every sanctuary that is burned down, a new history-making church can be built. For every death of a Christian loved one, a resurrection will take place. That even under death, God has got this. See, for the disciples, all they could think about was that this was the house in which God resided. How can God's house be destroyed? But what God was saying, listen, I got this. Because what Jesus couldn't explain to them was as soon as that temple was destroyed, that no longer was God going to reside in that one place in Jerusalem, God was going to now reside within us. That we become God's temple. That God will reside in love and empower us. That no longer will God be in a place, but God will be within us. And by destroying this temple, we'll put the focus away from, from this location, but put the focus within us. So that no matter what happens to us, no matter what temple is destroyed, no matter what phone call we get, no matter what long drive we have to make, we understand that God is in control. And it's an opportunity for us to testify that by simply enduring, we gain our lives. By simply holding fast, 
But simply keep on keeping on, holding on to the faith, relying on God, and stop relying upon ourselves. God will see us through. Listen, folks. Temples will fall in our life. The unthinkable will happen to us in our life. Life will unravel for us. But no matter what happens, God remains God. And if you have a relationship with God, if you're resting in the hands of God, God's got you. God's got your life that even unto death there is a resurrection to new life. So what have we to fear? So may whatever we go through, God build me up, tear me down, but make me for you. And make everything I do put a smile upon your face. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for this day, for this gift of, 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 of reminding us, Lord God, that no matter what happens in the life, that we need to just trust in you and believe in you, Lord God. That by simply enduring that we will gain our lives. Thank you for reminding us of who you are and whose we are. That you are the God who created the heavens and the earth. And that you love us. Thank you. Holy Spirit, come. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Let the children of God say amen. Amen. It is the time of communion i hope you all have been able to receive uh your little cups your if you if you need uh, uh another packet if you raise your hand it will be sure and somebody will bring you a packet did everybody have a, does everybody have a packet all right see we, we we celebrate communion to to remind us of whose we are and and who god is to remind us that that this is uh we have a need a communion packet right down here frank we've got one coming to you that um, when Jesus was sitting around with his disciples, he, he looked across and looked around each other, and he realized that, that no one is perfect around there except Jesus, that we're all sinners, but yet he was willing to die for us. So he, he, he took the bread, and he gave thanks for the bread. And he broke it, and he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup and he, he gave thanks and he gave it to his disciples and said, take, drink this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. So, so we, we recognize the gift of communion. We recognize that as we receive this gift, we are receiving God's gift of grace by simply consuming this bread and this juice. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, I ask you right now, bless these gifts of bread and juice, Lord God, that may they be used by you. Uh, may we receive the beautiful gift of grace, Lord God. We are not worthy to receive this. We are not worthy to call upon your name. But you demonstrated your love by coming and dying for us. And we recognize that. Lord God, make us one with each other and one in ministry to all the world. Holy Spirit, come. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Let the children of God say amen. Now, if you would, if there's a top clear cover. If you can remove the clear cover to reveal the wafer, the single wafer.
And this is the body of Christ, broken for you, may consume. And now, if you would, very carefully remove the aluminum covering. Don't squeeze the cup too tight to reveal the juice. The blood of Christ shed for you. Good and gracious God, thank you so much for these beautiful gifts. Thank you for the gift of grace given to each and every one of us. We love you and we thank you. Let the children of God say amen.